up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington in Clarendon, the heart of Arlington County. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode number 81. And of course, we got our co-host here to my right. It's Joanna Iruso. Joanna, what's up? How's it going? It's good. I'm sorry. I will apologize. I will officially apologize to you. I'll officially apologize to our other co-host, who, of course, joins us to our left. It's Williamy Docs. Docs, what's up? Uh, Joanna, you need to bring your energy up. <laughs> well, even it's though my you're fault. upset it's with my Farley, fault. it's my fault. We can be we can be mad at Farley. We can unify <laughs> outside the show. Um, but let's have a great show. But all right. So here's here's the here's the deal. We're broadcasting here early. At 8 o'clock here on, on Thursday. We usually do broadcast on Thursday. We had a plan for a Thursday afternoon broadcast. I was sure I was leaving, so I'm going to the NCAA uh, cross-country championship. Thank goodness the season's over. We never found that redshirt freshman to watch James, so I've got to travel to Indiana for this race, but I was sure I was leaving Friday. I was positive I was leaving Friday, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm leaving today at noon. So mm-hmm. that's why I frantically text you guys. Docs was like, I'm working. Can you stop bothering me? Joanna's like, I have to work. I'm, so, uh, you know, and, and I've got this, this, and this. And it's so weird that we try to plan our lives. I know. Uh, <laughs> and it's not just based on your whim. <laughs> I know. I got to stop living one day at a time. Sometimes I'm like, I just got to get through the day. Uh, and that came in. Hey, you can do that all you want as long as you don't involve us. <laughs> right. But right. if you want to involve us, let's try to put a schedule on, right. on, on the schedule. All right. So thank you, guys. I apologize for um, changing the time a couple times, but we're here. Uh, Joanna had to sit through traffic. Joanna might storm out, so stop yeah. acting like, <laughs> right. stop so acting stop like the show is going to happen. <laughs> All right. So we got a big show to get to today on episode 81. Uh, excited to be joined by Michael Wardian, local professional runner who uh, has had a busy year, uh, which included uh, finishing uh, the six world marathon majors in the fastest time combined and average time ever. Well, don't you think that that's kind of taking credit for two different records that are basically the same thing? Yeah. Like if your combined time yeah. world That's record, true. your That's average true. time is also going to be the world record. So he's got the fastest times uh, yeah. ever run in the six uh, marathon. Do you think he also has the fastest mean? <laughs> he does have the fastest mean as well. Uh, so he's got all those. He's got a lot of other world records too, Doc. So we'll have to talk to him about, about that. I think a stroller record. Uh, does he have the world record for world records? He m- may have a world record for world records. That may be something we need to touch on. I bet we don't. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> well, one world record I know he does have. He just set the world record for uh, the fastest marathon run by someone in an Elvis costume. Right. Did it, did that this past weekend. Uh, 238 winning the... Uh, rock and roll Vegas marathon, appropriate place to do it in Vegas. Um, also, we said we weren't going to talk any more New York City marathon, but we just got to peel back the onion on one more story mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on that. But before we before we get into that, I, I did want to I wanted to, to to talk a little bit about Elvis. Uh-huh. I had no idea how popular he was. So last night, doing some show prep, it, this is amazing to me that you had no idea how popular he was. 
there's like commercials still. I mean, this guy died in the 1970s. 77. 77 yes. I did my research. August yes. 16th, 1977. That's, yeah. Wow. Third, that's, <laughs> I, told you, I, I went down this wormhole of all kinds of information on Elvis last night. Yeah, or a rabbit hole. <laughs> but it was, that's 39 years ago. Right. The guy died 39 years ago. He hasn't been relevant since then and and you think you you're like i don't know how popular he was right but people are still dressing up like him there's there's uh uh car insurance commercials about him people uh elvis impersonators all over las vegas true uh that's and, true and so what were you thinking you were like well, oh this was just some random guy like you didn't realize that this guy was bigger than life itself. Did you know that the Beatles were popular too? <laughs> I did. I've heard of that. I knew that the Beatles were super popular, but I just felt like Elvis was one of those guys, you know, like Vincent Van Gogh, who became famous after death. <laughs> well, I, I, sort of. You know that 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 saying that was only that exactly <laughs> the example you were thinking too. No, Vincent Van Gogh. I was thinking only the good die young. You know that mm-hmm. that saying or he that didn't, song. He didn't sing that. No, I know he didn't sing it, but I'm just uh. saying like he's he's one of these mystical fi- figures because he died. I knew he died at an early age, died at 42. Relatively young. Relatively young. You so, mean like a James Dean? I, he, sure. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Did James Dean die, or, die early? I don't know. Steve Prefontaine. Right, exactly. So like someone like that who's who's like who, who's gotten bigger and bigger since he died early, and I think that was mm-hmm. one of the reasons. But- Looking back, I was going through listening to his music from like the fifties, where I feel like it was like the big bopper time. Is big bopper a thing? Yes. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where where it was like him and you know black and white videos, and he's dancing around <laughs> the sta- you know singing like ain't uh, nothing but a hound dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to later on, you know. Uh, he's singing a song suspicious lies i think was the last song i saw from 1977 and the guy was really messed up like drug use all kinds of bad stuff going on there Mm -hmm. uh abused hamburgers (laughs) did he abuse hamburgers i don't know a lot he did yeah he looked looked like he was a little hefty in these uh in in the late later stages of life but just kind of nonsensical stuff some you know when he was singing uh kind of kind of crazy but anyways i had no idea that that i actually thought he died in a plane crash but close close drug overdose right? you know you know how he died he died on the toilet oh i didn't know that. <laughs> is that true yes yeah a heart attack on the toilet how do you know this stuff because it's common knowledge <laughs> did you know that he died i on- i certainly did yeah did, did, I, I've heard of, of weird ways. I heard somebody died of eating a ham sandwich. <laughs> that? That's an Austin Powers thing, but that's because Mama Cass choked on a, uh, she choked to death. Okay, I did. And that, and I know that you only got that from watching Austin Powers. Add it to the list of movies I've seen. <laughs> it's already on the list. Okay. Uh, so, uh, wow. Okay, so that's how he died. I didn't know that, but I did see his funeral procession uh-huh. and the the people around and like the hysteria that followed him in the casket. And it was, I mean, women running out and like banging on his, his, uh, what do you call those, those A hearse? hearse? Yeah. Bang on the hearse and, and crying and, and falling all over the place. I mean, it was like, yeah, this guy was larger than life. But you, you also know that the, that there were rumors 
after his death that Elvis was not actually dead. Elvis yeah. lives. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. And do yeah. people think he's this still was, alive? This was way before Tupac Shakur, <laughs> uh, which right. I know you're familiar with. I am. I am familiar with that. That's that's more current. Uh, but do people no? Actually, that was a long time ago too. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, well, but that was twenty years ago. Was it twenty years ago? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, Elvis died thirty-nine years ago, like you said. So yeah, both of those are ancient history. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yes, time is flying by, but. Uh, <laughs> Elvis, but, but Elvis, uh, he, he was a, a, a larger than life figure and this basically dawned on me last night. Uh-huh. So I'm glad. Thank you to Mike Wardian, uh, for giving me the opportunity to have this little history lesson. It's like Farley did a research paper. Last <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did on Elvis Presley. Uh, I know that he's, he's buried in, I did know that he was buried in Graceland. Uh-huh. Uh, which is in Memphis, Tennessee. That's correct. Yep. So this is amazing. I, I did, You're right. This is like a third grade report right now. <laughs> I um, didn't know that. All right. Well, folks, we're going to have to take a break, but uh, we'll be right back with our Elvis podcast. <laughs> there probably are Elvis podcasts. As popular as this dude was, I bet there are some some Elvis shows out there. I also think that it's amazing. Uh, like today with social media, it's so easy for something to become viral and to become a phenomenon. But think about when Elvis first started performing. Like yeah. I know there were televisions and there were radios, but for for his popularity to grow around the country, totally. I, I just think it speaks to how how popular he was that he could become such a popular figure without right. the help of social media. Yeah. Well, well, long before Justin Timberlake was making movies, <laughs> Elvis Presley was making. That's movies. true. Yeah, that's true. And so I don't he think was he was a, a very I don't think he was a very good actor from what I read. Oh my gosh, You're, we're gonna get so much uh, uh, hate mail. I don't yeah. know. Are there a lot of Elvis fans out there who listen to our show? I guess we'll find out. Uh, I know at least one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do, your dad, an Elvis fan? I, I figured I I could put your dad on. I could actually see your your mom as an Elvis fan as well. Uh, no. Did you so see much? her in the video banging on the hearse? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I did. I did not. Uh, all right. Well, that was a, a somewhat of a, a revelation for me. Uh, uh-huh. So we will talk to the king of marathons and ultra marathons, Mike Wardian, about uh, like like what I did there, the king of uh-huh. ultra marathons and marathons. Uh, we'll talk about we'll talk to him about that Elvis uh, running as Elvis. We'll talk to him about the world marathon majors and a lot more. Let's bring him in next. It's Mike Wardian, professional runner here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Joanna, we are excited to be joined by local celebrity star runner it's michael wardian mike what's up man hey man how's it going so it, awesome to be here thanks uh it, yeah it's good man thanks for having me on well a- absolutely thrilled to, thrilled to have you on um we should have we should have had you i mean you're a local arlingtonian and i'm a huge fan of arlington so i don't know why we haven't had you on before uh you've lived in arlington for quite some time right yeah man i'm a total homer yeah i, lo- I <laughs> love i love arlington yeah. i i'm i'm a big fan also i think it's a, a great place to to live in a fantastic place to run really. And so I, I go around all over the world and uh, a lot of times I'll be at these like uh, trail running conferences or like somewhere ridiculous. And I'll tell someone I live in, uh, 
Washington DC mm-hmm. and Arlington and they get this like crestfallen look on their face and they feel bad for me. And I'm just like, you have no idea how I badass exactly. it is here. It so is like, great. now do you, do you also subscribe to Farley's theory that it's the center of the universe? Oh, um, of course. Yes, <laughs> he does. Yes, okay, he does. So, so he and will stand on guy. your side in the trial. <laughs> this is a guy who's traveled all around the world. And we're going to get into that. And so he does say it's the center of the universe. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, but that being said, we have friends that um, that believe that you cannot leave Arlington. I, <laughs> I, I, I actually, I, I have a quite full passport. And so I, I'm, I'm quite happy to, to venture off. But yeah. I do love coming back. Are we talking about this guy at the table with us <laughs> yeah i'm the one who doesn't i i am pretty uh i'm pretty loyal to arlington but i grew up here now you 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 grew up in northern virginia but not in arlington right yeah i was uh i grew up in oakton, oakton. um okay. so uh not not far away out by uh, the cougars between, yeah, yeah the cougars right. yeah there you go okay. yeah man good work yeah, yeah. So, so we were the cougars and i wasn't even a runner at yeah. that point so, so you weren't a runner went to michigan state played lacrosse correct and when did you really get into running uh, I got into running uh, when I stopped playing lacrosse because I didn't want to be like 500 pounds and, uh, <laughs> you know, just to stay in shape. And I was used to working out like three or four hours a day and mm-hmm. picked up running because it was super cheap. You only need shoes. And uh, I was broke and I figured that was the best way to 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 stay in shape. And then I actually found out I really loved it and wanted to qualify for the Boston Marathon one time. And um now that's uh, been 20 years. It was actually my 20th anniversary wow. of my first marathon at Marine Corps. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I ran it and it was awesome, man. It's been yeah. uh, been quite a journey. Yeah. So 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, uh, you know, usually people over time get slower, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you probably did not run quite as fast 20 years ago that you ran this uh, last couple of weeks ago, right? No, not at all, man. Yeah. I crushed the time. I yeah. uh, I started out my first marathon. I think it was like 3:08, just enough. Which is a great time for you know a lot of our listeners, but not for Michael Wardian standards these days. Yeah. So so since then, I've uh, been able to set a personal best in the marathon of 217:49. Qualified wow. for. Uh, three Olympic trials, uh, run for the U S team in the hundred K and 50 K world championships. And, um, now I get to be like a professional runner and it all started with the dream to do the Boston marathon once. And, uh, then my next dream was actually to make your, uh, <laughs> Pacers yeah, running, little running known, club, little known <laughs> fact here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tell, tell that story real quick. Cause I, 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 Mike sponsored by a number of, uh, of, of, great partners that he has and you can talk about those in a little bit too but yeah i'll definitely plug all my sponsors his his first (laughs) sponsor his first team and was the pacers running uh racing team but it wasn't so easy to make then no dude it was it was it was super hard actually um it took me almost uh almost a full year to to make the team i i finished the Marine Corps marathon. And then I qualified for the Boston marathon. And I think I ran 254 in my first Boston marathon. And I thought I was super cool and super fast. Like I broke three hours. I thought I was the man. And I walked into Pacers and there was at that point, there was only one Pacers. There was the Pacers in uh, old town, the original. And, uh, I walked in and was like, Hey man, I, I saw you guys have a running club. I want to be a running team. I want to be on your team. And like now I know like, like those guys are probably all like two twenty marathon runners, right. like real runners. And, and they're like, dude, you're, you're not fast enough to make our team. And 
so I, uh, I was like, Oh, I was kind of bummed. I was like, Oh, wow, I want to, I really want to be on the team. And they're like, well, Hey, if, uh, you want, we have some track workouts you can go to. And so then I just did those like every week on a Wednesday at TC Williams, I'd go and go to the track and uh, it worked, man. I got yeah, faster well, and then I qualified for the team. I, I went to this little race in, in, uh, called the Wawa 10 miler and I ended up beating all the dudes on the team and they're like, Hey, you want to be on our team? And I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I remember. Uh, so I remember Bill Stearns was the coach of the, the team at the time. Uh, and this is, this is literally 15 years ago, 20 and, years yeah, ago, yeah, 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. And this is when I was three, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I remember him saying that this guy, Michael Wardian just keeps showing up to the track and he just won't go away and uh yeah that's the way i do it man yeah. i might not have talent but i'm persistent <laughs> yeah. now i we, we do want to talk about uh a lot of your racing and and you'd certainly have enough talent to to run 217 is is is, is really incredible uh before the the before you came on we talked uh you mentioned a couple of things uh number one uh you just finished the the six world marathon majors and uh you also set the world record running in an elvis costume so let's start with the uh the world marathon majors uh pretty incredible experience first of all what are these six world marathon majors what events are they so so it's the um the abbott world marathon majors there's six um six of uh, the biggest uh marathons around the world it starts in February with the Tokyo Marathon. Uh, the next marathon is the Boston Marathon in April. Uh, this year, six days later, was the uh, London Marathon. And oh, that's right, because Boston's Monday, and then you you got to turn around and do yeah. So London you have a, the following Sunday. Wow. Yeah. So you have a, a quick turnaround on that, and then um, you you have a bit of a break until uh, Berlin in September, and then. Um, chicago in october and then you finish it with new york in november and your goal was to run collectively the fastest times that anybody has ever run correct is that, is yeah that? so my goal was to run the fastest time anyone had ever run in a year and then okay. in, in particular in a calendar year and so I, I i beat both those times um the for anyone in the same calendar year it was three hours and eight minutes and i averaged two hours and 31 minutes and nine seconds for all six of the races and then for all in the same year it was uh, two hours and 42 minutes so i beat it by about 12 minutes or something so uh, the, some of the listeners who don't know uh you know what what M mike does and how much how much he races Six marathons may seem like a ton of racing and a ton of racing in a year, and it, it is for a lot of folks, but, I mean, you're racing pretty much almost every other weekend or so, so it wasn't as difficult for you, but, I mean, that's still pretty challenging to be able to travel all around the world, right? Yeah, I mean, that was that was a, a big challenge, and it was actually uh, just the, the last race I did, it was my 40th event of the year, and I've done... Also this year I did 400 milers, 300 Ks, uh, 50 milers. So like there's a lot of the longer ultra stuff. Like at one point this summer I did uh, 300 plus milers in 29 days. So that was wow. that was a big a big challenge. Also, 100 miles races. Yeah. Now how long does it take you to do a 100 mile race? Uh, it depends on the course and yeah. the terrain, but it can take anywhere from my fastest hundred miler was I won the New York City hundred miler this summer in June in sixteen and a half hours or so, 
And then uh, the longest race I did was 28 hours. Wow. Uh, at uh, the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc. And, um, and that was actually faster than I had done. The year before, it took me 34 hours to do a 100-miler. So it, it definitely... It Depends can range. On the, yeah. The, the, I mean, if you're doing it on a course, track, right. of course, and right. there's no altitude right. and no vert, then yeah, it's, it's a lot faster than if you're, you know, running up the side of a mountain. So these six marathon majors, uh, you know, what were, what were some of the challenges that presented themselves along the way? Was it the language <laughs> barrier where, I mean, was it hard to get in these races? Tell us kind of about that whole experience. Yeah, man. I think, um, I think the hardest part was probably, getting the entries to all the races, even, uh, for someone with, um, you know, sponsors and connections and, and the ability to, you know, kind of reach out to people. I I still had a really hard time. Like this was three years. Which one was the most difficult? I'd have to say the one that I was completely unsure of was Tokyo because there's a huge language barrier there Mm -hmm. and they just don't answer their they don't answer any emails or anything. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but I was able to, to, to talk to my friends at the Boston marathon and they were able to get someone to mm-hmm. let me in. And even once I got in, I just, I didn't have, I just had like a bib. So like we were talking this morning, like at the start of the race, like I was in like corral two, like I, and right. it's been a long time since I've like, the gun's gone off and I haven't right. been you're able to just in the elite. Yeah. yeah. I just like have, you were in the elite corral at New York. And so you're going with yeah, you're Abdi and the, yeah, the exactly. Africa, yeah, and exactly. Were, and yeah. I'm, and so like I have a clear field, like at Tokyo, I hadn't, I hadn't had this in a long time. It was actually really funny. It was like the gun went off and I turned to the guys next to me. Uh, and I said, did, is that the gun or like, are we supposed to start running? Cause like, there's no way to, there's no way to move. Like we're just trapped here. Like, so like Mm -hmm. a minute later we start shuffling and then you actually cross the line. Well, welcome to the rest of our uh, running world. Yeah. Yeah, Well, (laughs) I I mean, it was awesome because like, that was like, I I just completely forgot that that's actually what most people deal with. And so it was, it was nice. I mean, it was, it was, it was, frustrating in that i ended up having to pass people the entire time that weren't faster than me right sure but i mean that's just the way it worked and then i think london was actually probably the hardest to get into that probably took three years of effort and i ended up having to join an english running club because i just couldn't get in entry so i so what what running club do you run for i ran for the serpentine go (laughs) serpies so yeah so now i'm a a proud member of the Serpentine Running Club. Did and you have to do a fake accent while you were there? <laughs> like picking up your number and stuff? <laughs> right. Actually, yeah, no. I, uh, he, I, did, he did six months of uh, vocal study in yeah. California to, exactly. to nail the accent yeah. for that the, particular region. Yeah, and they're like, you're not a cockney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I... Uh, I, well, I think the, the funniest story was, though, like I... So being in the English Championship, you have to... Um, run in certain colors so like they call them instead of a singlet like we call it a singlet or uh, you know like a tank top like Mm -hmm. they have they call it a vest you have to have the proper vest on so like five minutes before the start of the race they said that like i had my normal sponsor like my hoka and uvu and vitargo and all my sponsor stuff and they were like yeah you're you can wear that but we're pretty sure you're going to be disqualified wow and so i started freaking out and so wait a minute 
isn't this the race, the London Marathon, where you can dr- dress up like a penguin and, right. and run? Yeah, that? exactly. So wh- why are they talking about a vest? Man, today? they are they are hardcore. It's it's no joke. If you're in the championship or one of the pros, so um so yeah so oh because you were running on the team running yeah for the club right. yeah so i wasn't in the right colors and it didn't even matter like i said i'll just turn my singlet inside out and they're like no you have to have the right actual right well that color. makes sense so that other other like since you're racing against each other 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 racers exactly. can say like okay well that's somebody i need to beat exactly yeah. yeah which was actually awesome so i i but i had like five minutes before i had to run and meet this woman uh, that I'd never met before. Wow. Who just I tweeted at the night before, like, "Do you act? Does anyone have a serpy singlet or vest?" Vest, and, right? And and she couldn't get to me, so we had it like, yeah. So anyhow, I had to run all the way out of the the protected area. Got back, like they had already checked bags, and like I'm just sure. like, oh, I'm screwed. So you got the vest, and then you put your number. What did you do with your other singlet? I just threw it. Threw it. Like, and then and in the Did you throw it into the crowd to all the fans? Yeah, like, exactly. And, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Just kind of twirled it around. Some 16-year-old girl was like grabbed it no, and it's on, it's on eBay somewhere yeah. for thousands so, of dollars. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that so that that was actually like one of the the things like there's so many things that could go wrong but like just like like I thought it would be like your body, but like most of the time it's just yeah. like, am I not even going to make the race? Logistic stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like, or am I going to mess something up or you said that there's one record that was within one calendar year and yep. then, and then another one, which is within a year. I imagine that because there's only five days or six days separating London and, and, uh, Boston, Boston that perhaps the, the doing it within 365 days, they, they split those where they start with London and finish with Boston. Is that, yeah, you would think that, yeah, that, I think that's, that's the what, strategy. I don't know if that's what some people do. That seems like it would make sense yeah. or like you can't get into, you can't get into Tokyo, but you get into uh-huh. Boston, you get into the other ones and then, and you, then you come back yeah, and you get uh-huh. into Tokyo the next year. So I, I imagine that Tokyo probably was the most difficult jet lag but but also maybe even going from Boston and preparing for that race and then going to London that there might have been some jet lag there was did you also experience jet lag in this in this adventure um i don't actually get it that bad i just um i'm lucky in that sense i just travel so much like mm-hmm. i think just on united this year i've already got 80,000 miles and that's just with one airline mm-hmm. um so i think i'm probably over maybe like 100 and 25 or 30,000 miles. So like I'm traveling big distances and and the jet lag doesn't really bother me. Yeah, I think I think that wasn't so much a factor. I think the even thing- even like a 12-hour yeah. difference. I mean that's, that's I'm with you, Docs. That is I don't know. How, you, you, are you? I can't s- go to the central time zone without <laughs> know, without needing two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it was so weird. It's actually we we got messed up. My my wife and kids. We were in Vegas last week for the marathon, and we did a side trip to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And the time change. Yeah. Between Vegas is three hours behind, but Grand Canyon's only two, two. hours behind, and we just kept getting all messed up. So right. like, so well, that depends he got jet on Farley, That depends on the time of the year, because as Farley knows, Arizona does not participate. Yeah, we, we've talked about that on the show. Yeah, before. yeah, they right. do not play that game. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. they're just like no anarchists. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. So the I don't feel like the jet lag was too bad, really. I I am never really that messed up I, by it. So I I'm I'm with you, Doc. So I think that's a good question. Like the, the sleep. 
and the lack of of in the jet lag for me would just destroy me. I mean, and it just doesn't seem to affect. So, how much do you sleep a night? Would you say? Uh, if I get four hours straight, it's really awesome. And then that's if, incredible. If I can get more, then that's great. And that's actually something I'm trying to be actually better about. Wow. Um, so I, I just, I mean, that that is incredible that you can get that little amount of sleep and be able to recover not be affected as much by jet lag. Uh, that's, it's, it's amazing. People. So all you other 40 plus, cause Mike's 42, all you guys feel a little bit better about yourself. Okay. <laughs> it's not, it's not, he's just got an unfair advantage. It's not, yeah. that it's not that he trains harder than us. Yeah. Or he that has he's more hours more talented. in the day. Yeah. He's got more hours in the day. That's all. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's all. I mean, if I could get away with sleeping four hours a day, I'd, I'd run, all six marathon majors. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, no, yeah, and I'm should. obviously not uh, not being serious of that. No, it was uh, that that is just one of the um, one of the 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 many amazing uh, races and feats that you did this year. Uh, we we talked before you you came on the, the show about uh, running as um, Elvis this this past weekend. <laughs> what did the media cover more? You running as Elvis or you doing this incredible feat of doing all six marathon majors? Well, I think the coverage for the world marathon majors, the Abbott world marathon majors was pretty fantastic. I mean, we, I did a really big story with the New York times yep. and, um, hopefully that's going to actually be expanded a little bit. It sounded like yeah, I saw something. Uh, it, it came out though. There was a there was a good story after the New York City Marathon. Yeah, yeah. She so did a really more, good job. There's going to be more to that. Okay. I think there may well there could be like okay. it sounded like they're going to maybe try to do something in the magazine maybe cool. which would be cool. Um, just about my kind of passion for running and mm-hmm. and my um drive. I guess I don't know yeah. something, but um. But, and I thought that was really good. It got some coverage with runner's world. Um, you know, it, it was a big deal for me. It was a big project. And so I was really happy to see that people kind of, it resonated with people. Um, and the Elvis thing was kind of just to celebrate that and just to have fun. And it was a good excuse to, to get a chance to visit the Grand Canyon with the right. family. Cause a couple of weeks ago I did the rim to rim to rim and I wanted to kind of show them. Um, yeah. Now Mike has a wife and, and he actually, you know, he's got a 10 year old and a seven year old boy. So yep. he's got like a regular life too. Right. While he does all these things and they do travel with you. That's, that's yeah. Really Did you tour the Grand Canyon as Elvis? <laughs> no, we didn't. Mm. Uh, that would have been, that would have been cool. But also I think maybe it would have got the suit dirty. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So I, I had to keep it clean. They have dry cleaners. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like you could have done that. Yeah. Um, I was a little worried that I didn't know how how sturdy the suit was, though. So I right. don't, I didn't want to dry clean it before the big day. So like, That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want it falling apart during the race. Well, during the race is cool, but like before I even right. get to the start line, that would have been a little bit dicey. But then since um, since doing the 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 run as Elvis, um, I've been impressed by the amount of. Um, interest that people have had it's been insanely cool um it's really resonated with people in in a way that has been fun and and i think people have kind of got that that you know this is fun but it was also it was it was a serious thing like it's a record you know like you i ran relatively fast like sure um and i think the thing that made it so interesting to people was that i actually ended up winning the race like i think if i would have been like 10th and 
um, you know, it would have just been another guy running in an Elvis so, suit. So like actually winning, I think made it even that more, um, exciting for and people. A, and a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. so you said you, you were going after a record here yeah. uh, for the fastest, I assume the record is the fastest Elvis marathon, right? Fastest marathon run as Elvis. Yes. Okay. So you've, you've set other quirky records as well. How, how do you find these? <laughs> Good how, how do I find the records? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a lot of it's been uh, stuff that I've seen other people do. So like when I first saw the um, record for pushing a jog stroller, I didn't even know that was a thing. It's kind of like I didn't know that people could run 50 miles the first time. Like someone told me about it and I was like, uh, I want to do that. And it's the same with like the record. It was like I saw um, this guy that joggles uh yeah doing, the juggler with the yeah, yeah michael uh he's a good dude he's, yeah he's, courtyard commercial now <laughs> fairfield i think oh uh, yeah yeah fairfield yeah huh. no man yeah he's got a big i don't know if that's a big contract but it seems like it, it looks uh, like it yeah. yeah um so anyhow yeah i saw him doing the the jog stroller so i was like oh that looks cool when i have a kid i want to do that and then i saw the Spider-Man, I saw one of my friends did that, and I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I was like, I could probably do that. That looks like it'd be fun. And the same with the Elvis. I'd like, I'd seen that for years, and I was just like, oh, man, someday. And then I was like, well, how do you do the costume? And, like, you know, do you just do one, like, off the rack? And then I saw this guy, Bob Babbitt, uh, after I did the San Diego 100-miler, and the next day I ran the rock and roll san diego because i'd always wanted to run that race and so they were back to back and i was like oh i was just kind of like there side note he did a hundred miler followed by a marathon half marathon half marathon the yeah. next day okay the next right. time i'll do the marathon yeah. i yeah. wasn't yeah. really sure i could do the half and the, then i ended up full? running 118 yeah. and so i was like okay after doing a hundred mile the day before yeah 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 Okay, but yeah. we're getting yeah. off topic. Right, sorry, yeah, yeah. we want to talk yeah. you, uh, costume. <laughs> yeah, right. So, right. so how did you decide, like, how you're going to build this costume? Was it off the rack? Did you? No, did no. You... So, so that that was kind of we were off track, but I was kind of getting back to the costume. So I saw this guy Bob. If Farley Bob. wanted to talk splits. <laughs> right. and yeah. none of it. I want to talk material. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, so what happened was I saw this guy Bob Babbitt. He had this like crazy awesome Elvis, like black with like sequins and like strings going off of it and like kind of like you could like it almost looked like a wingsuit with like all the stuff mm -hmm. and i was like where did you get that and he's like oh i know someone that makes these and so his friend or somebody he knows named misty makes these suits and so like he's like give me your measurements and i'll have a custom suit made for you so that's why you see it's got like bob babbitt radio all over uh, the yeah. suit okay so like he best he basically he had this woman i like took my measurements and i i don't know if i took them right or not because it's skin tight so i don't know if that's just the way she makes it or what but um it worked out awesome like it was like super well made and like cool looking yeah and and i'm sure the the people there in vegas perfect place to do it you ran two 38 the record was 242 yep you won the race and i'm yep. sure everybody who was and you know, spectating the the Vegas uh, rock and roll half uh, full marathon was was loving you. And 
the fact that you won it made it even more of a story, like you said, right? Yeah, I think so. And and what was cool too is it wasn't just like the spectators, but also like the people running the race were so stoked, <laughs> like they were just screaming and. You mean the the athletes, or do you mean the yeah the athletes, are, like the race director? Oh no no, like the athletes, yeah. like the the actual other runners were so excited to see Elvis and like that Elvis was like in the lead and like Elvis was like yeah it was it was like i think i said this earlier to somebody else but it was like it was much more about elvis than me like i was like just like feeding off of like all this other stuff no one even knew who i was i could have been anybody and right. it, it looks like in this picture you're also wearing a wig oh yes. yeah you so got you, you, you went straight up with the wig as well yeah. no it's you gotta not, wear the wig yeah. and the cl- sunglasses 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 required as well yeah that's what it sounded like from i didn't want to take uh-huh. any chances but right. those glasses like were bouncing like crazy so i got like a nice bruise on the bridge of my nose <laughs> and, and someone was like oh why didn't you get croakies so you could have just made them tight and i was like oh. <laughs> should have yeah right. could have should have would have yeah or you could have gotten that invention from the jerk Oh my God! Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, but it makes your eyes cross, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, but it would have been worth it. Totally. Um, and and I understand you also had to run in blue suede shoes. <laughs> Was that a problem? Uh, actually, I didn't. I ran in uh, blue Bondi fours uh, from Hoka. Uh, did you really wear blue shoes? I is, did. Is yeah, that part of course. Of, part of the bit. No, I don't think you have to. You can Just wear. Just a coincidence. It. Yeah. No, it wasn't a coincidence. It was totally dialed from. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was on it, but it, they were just weren't suede. Well, I got in this like wormhole of of going of watching Elvis like videos last night. I didn't <laughs> know. <laughs> Because we, I want to do some prep for the for the interview with you. Your first question was, "Who is Elvis?" Yeah, <laughs> I I did know who Elvis was, but Elvis died when he was forty two, and you happened to be forty two years old. Does that was that just a coincidence? That oh you my did gosh, it at dude! No, I didn't even know okay, that. All yeah. right. I didn't. Uh, I feel like he looked like hundred oh, when he died. Yeah, he uh, he was. He did a lot of drugs. Yeah, he, <laughs> I mean, I saw like some of his last performances. I, I was literally in this like I, I was like I got to go to bed. Why am I watching more YouTube Elvis videos? But he looked awful. If you were Mike Wardian, you wouldn't have had to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good point. That's right. You would have had an extra two <laughs> hours exactly. But um, were you an Elvis fan? Do you like his music? Or, yeah. Or I was actually, it more about just? you know this quirky world record no i mean i think i think i've i i'm not a hardcore fan like some people like i have serious radio and i listen to elvis channel sometimes but it's not the only channel i listen to i've been to graceland so i guess if you've been to graceland yeah you're probably a fan but like i i was just after going to graceland i became much more of a fan just because i thought like this dude just lived yeah fully like he had like a racquetball court with like a bar in it right. and like a piano. He, he lived like, hard. I mean, you could yeah. tell from the YouTube videos I looked at. Yeah. From when he was performing in like the, you know, the fifties the versus the seventies, man. Woo. Yeah. He lived hard. He did not. You looked way better finishing that race than he looked finishing his life. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he had like just like crazy sayings, like TCB, like taking care of business, like, on his planes like he had like private planes and he had like three tvs because that was all the channels you could get because that's what the president had at the time like the dude was just he just did it big yeah Yeah. just awesome so like i always thought that was kind of cool and i don't know it's crazy that he still 
is so prolific. Like everyone knew who he was. It wasn't like they're like, oh, who are you? You know what I right. mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like if you were like Michael Jackson, maybe some of the kids wouldn't know who you were, like in certain age groups. Like, I mean, but, or yeah. like Prince, like, or something like that. But like, like old, young, crossed men, over everything women yeah different demographics you know all Races, different everything. yeah it was just like yeah. like yeah people from overseas were like yelling go elvis and oh, I, yeah, I, was, I saw on youtube last night i did some real research <laughs> you're not lying man um so that, that that seemed like a really fun weekend and congratulations on Thanks, winning the yeah. entire, entire race yeah Pretty, very cool so you've done a lot um and you know some fun records, quirky records, uh, some legitimate like qualifying for the Olympic trials three times. Like thinking of your running career over the past twenty years, like what are you most proud of? Like what is is there one race uh, we haven't really touched on a lot of the ultras that you've done? But is there the Olympic trials? Is there something that stands out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a lot. I mean, I think I've been lucky to to, you know, I get to race a lot. So like, you know, I think being able to race, you know, 40 to 50 times a year, like there's a lot of different experiences. Um, I've been really pleased. I think one of the biggest steps for me as an athlete was, um, qualifying for the first Olympic trials. Um, that was a big deal when I kind of went from being, a, I felt like, a, I don't know. I feel like if you qualify for the Olympic trials, you, it's almost like when someone breaks three hours, you feel like you're a yep. real runner. Like for me, I felt like qualifying for the Olympic trials legitimized me as an athlete. And, and that kind of gave me the confidence to do these other things. So I think that was kind of a, a seminal moment or like a pinnacle moment for me. And then, um, over the course of my career, like earning, I think one of the things I'm most proud about is bringing home medals for the U S mm -hmm. so like, the chance to represent the U S uh, and wear a U.S. singlet and, and compete internationally and have those, uh, opportunities is, um, I don't know. It's something you can't ever, like, it gives me goosebumps just talking about it now. Like, and to know, like, I think one of the biggest moments was 2011. I won the silver medal in the hundred K world championships. And like to see your flag raised for something that you did and the work that you did, I think is, is is one of the coolest things i can remember so that and just helping uh helping team usa win gold and then now i think it's just being um, an ambassador and and being out there and being still being competitive and getting the chance to like be involved with all these different events trail roads treadmills indoor tracks like that those opportunities are special so you know, I, I frequent sometimes, and Joanna probably more than me, frequents the letsrun.com message boards. And, oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I does mean, my so, mother-in-law. So so a lot of people talk <laughs> about you on the message boards. So All the time, let, let man. Me, <laughs> let, me, let, let me just ask I even made you, the quote of the day, dude. That, yeah, uh, that was like a time. pinnacle moment. Uh, like, yeah, that, that's like, yeah. So you led the 2008 Olympic trials. I think it was 2007, 2008 in New York. Correct, uh, yeah. Olympic trials. You led it for about 10 miles 10k uh, man 10k okay yeah. 10k and those guys swallowed you up and you went for it and 
much respect for doing that. But no, I got crushed at that after 10K. But I feel like a lot of the message board people and maybe people at USCTF also crushed you for leading the race, dominating the television coverage for the first 10K. Oh, yeah. And, you know, ultimately they changed the time (laughs) from 222 to 2. 18 two, two, or something or yeah two two, two uh, 19 the first time and then they changed it again when i qualified again so <laughs> i've heard theories let me let me just let me ask you this i've heard theories that the reason why they have changed the qualifying time was because they want to keep out people like mike wardian who would dominate the first 10k of the television coverage and that people would think that you are out there just trying to get on tv and trying to get your own brand out there on this large stage. How do you how do you kind of answer that? Um, well, I think to to speak to that, like in particular in that race, like I had trained to run faster than everybody was going out. So mm-hmm. um, when we went out in the first mile in 5.30 pace, and to know that this is an opportunity that I've trained the whole year and for – I mean, this was my second Olympic trial. So I'd been running at a high level for, for, I don't know, six or seven yep. years. And I trained to run 216, 217. And there was no reason to run 530 pace right. when I knew that I could Which run. Which is 220 something pace, right? Yeah, exactly. It's 224 pace mm-hmm. or something. And there's no reason to, to just sit in a pack and, and run the same time I've run 15 times. Right. Like that doesn't make any sense i'm gonna so i just decided i'm gonna start running the pace that i trained to run and nobody went with me and i was just like what's going on like this is insane so i led from like a mile and a half to like 10k and it was weird like i got into the park in first place and and uh I actually at mile four, I thought I was going to go to the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Nobody's going with me. This is my day. I'm going to the Olympics. And then by like 10 K it was like, I got passed by like 80 guys in like 30 seconds. And like, I went from first to like 20th. So it had nothing to do with you trying to do promote your sponsors or your own brand. Oh, I was actually running for Pacers at that yeah, point. I know. Was, <laughs> I know. I, we heard a lot about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, um, but no, I was, um, no, I, I didn't actually think of it that way. Yeah. I just thought of it as like, this is something that I train for. Um, and I'm not going to sell myself short. I'm not going to limit myself because, because I'm looking next to me and Meb and Abdi and Ryan, Ryan Hall, Hall and all those guys aren't going to, aren't going to step up and, and just gonna sit back. I mean, there's no way I'm beating those guys in a sprint at the end. Right. So like, I might as well just go for it and see what happens. But yeah, it is kind of funny that after that, they changed the time. So then then I qualified again. So they changed 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 again. (laughs) So they changed the time. And then, you know, at 30, seven or 38 you run 217 exactly kind of give the double middle fingers to the usatf and be like i'm back again in 2012 yeah i, don't I mean know. i, I don't said know. that i said I that not know. mike wardian no said that. i don't yeah. mean i'm part of usatf yeah, of course, so of course. Like, i'm i'm part of the mountain ultra and trail council of course i i think what they do is 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 noble i mean it gives us the chance to compete internationally and and they're our 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 governing body so 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it is kind of funny that um, the times have come down. And Do you it, think they changed the times because of what you did? No, I don't know about that. I think I think that what they're trying to do is is make make it so that the guys what 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 is interesting though is like there's guys like Trent Briney that like, you know, came in as a 222 guy and then finished as the first alternate. And like mm-hmm. so like I think that that's it can happen. Yeah, yeah, it can totally happen and and I think that you know, why limit it like they they let in people doing half marathons and 10k times that have never even run a marathon. So, I mean, I think for a lot of guys, like that's, that's, that's the biggest thing you're going to do in your running As career is, is, is to make the trials. And for me, that's, that's all I wanted to do is make it once. And, um, to make it three times was awesome. And I'm hoping like, I'll be one of the oldest guys to make it the next time. So like, I mean, that would be ideal. I didn't make it this last time. I didn't, I didn't focus. I didn't do the work necessary to get there. And so like, I'll do the work next time and give it a go. One more hard question here. So yeah. a lot of whispers, speculation, maybe let's run. Uh, is Michael Wardian on drugs? Um, <laughs> how can he do this? He's 42. He runs a marathon every week in 2.30 something, which is in, and sleeps four hours a day, as, as we've heard. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of talk right now about, you know, the clean sport. And I think it's great. How do you respond to that? Well, I'm a part of it. So I'm part of clean sport and I'm part of run clean. I've tested. So like I'm not in the testing pool, I guess. Like they don't come and knock on my door. But when I go to events, I'm tested. I'm happy to be tested. If mm-hmm. someone wants to pay for it, that would be awesome. I'm I'm willing to. Anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anytime, anywhere, any place. Like, yeah, it's uh, completely um something that i think is important i think people should race clean i think it's um it's the right thing to do i mean there's no reason i mean none of us are i I don't know about other guys contracts but i mean this is something where you know it it's it's a big deal to me it's important to me um but it's not like um it's not the only thing i have going on so yeah so for me, I think uh, I think I I'd like to see more testing. I think like I was really impressed with the New York Road Runners coming out and uh, doing their Run Clean initiative, uh, the Clean Sport um, initiative that um, is happening in trail running has been really cool too. Um, I've been a part of both those things. I hope to continue to be a part of both those things, um, and I think. It's been interesting, like in a lot of the races overseas, like at UTMB this year, they had even different testing that I've never even seen before where they um, swabbed our mouth mm-hmm. to test for stimulants, um, which was funny because I, they did it before and after the race. And after the race, I said, if you're testing for caffeine, I'm going to fail. I've drank, <laughs> right. I've drank like, like 50 gallons of Coke over the course of the last 28 hours. So, right. so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm guilty, but well, so far that's still allowed. No, it definitely is. All right. Well, so you're obviously an ambassador for the sport and you're working with the state department. Tell me about, tell me about that. Yeah, it's been really cool. So, um, I've been really lucky. I met a woman, Aaron at the state department who's, um, really dialed in with their health and wellness. And, um, so I've, uh, had the lucky opportunity to become a fitness ambassador for the state department, which means I'm helping to promote some of the global issues that the state department is, 
um, on board with. So there's these global goals like gender equality, like mm-hmm. everyone should have. Yep. I mean, it's just stuff that makes sense. Like everyone should have clean water. Everyone should uh, have access to education. Um, and uh, so through that, I was actually able to um, do some diplomacy, like visit the embassy in Berlin after the Berlin marathon. I was able to hang out with some of the runners that had done the race and just kind of like share stories. And, um, that was really cool. Uh, I've done some runs with, uh, one of the ambassadors for the state department. Uh, and I'm hoping to kind of grow that role and, and and kind of expand it. So I'm doing a campaign called he for she, I Mm -hmm. don't know if you know that campaign, Yep. Um, but it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's just, again, makes sense. It's like, why shouldn't women have the same opportunities and make the same amount of money and, and whatnot as guys? I mean, just, yep. it's common sense. I mean, for, for at least it's something I think is makes common sense. And so, um, it's been fun to be a part of that and get a chance to visit the white house through it and, and kind of do some initiatives with like get outside and like health and wellness. And, um, so I, I, I'm on board with all that kind of stuff. I think it's important, uh, that people stay healthy and active. And if there's just something I can do to help promote that, then I'm more than willing. Well, we could go on and on. Uh, I want you to talk about your sponsors and, you know, what, what great support they give you. I know Hoka is a big part, but there's also, uh, you know, other sponsors that you have, right? Yeah, I definitely have. Um, I have a, uh, I have a big, a big list of, uh, of sponsors, but I've got, uh, Hoka and then Vitargo is a nutrition sponsor. Mm-hmm. I've got Injinji. I've got Nathan. I've got Comprasport. I've got Jewel Blow. Got Big Spoon Roasters who make almond butter, Sweet Green, who are a salad company here, locally started here, but now they've uh, expanded. They're blowing up, man. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So they got well, they got a spot right next to our Clarendon store, probably right next to a lot of our stores. But yes, a new exactly. Spot right next to our Clarendon store. Yeah, awesome. yep. I think that you guys kind of go after the same demographics, do, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no, no question. So yeah, so I've been I've been really lucky. I I'm super blessed to have so many people that uh, have been interested in what I'm doing and, and kind of supporting those efforts. Yeah. Running the JFK 50 miler this weekend. But before we get out of you, out of here, I did want to have you talk about, uh, real quick, you're doing this challenge, this new challenge. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Seven days, seven continents, seven marathons. What's that? Yeah. So that's, that's the next, uh, big thing after JFK. I've got one more race. I'm going to do the Miller rocket, uh, marathon up in Maine. It's um, a race to to kind of help bring the town back to life. It's a free entry race. You just got to spend money in the town. So that'll be in December. And then after that, I'm doing seven marathons, seven continents in seven days in January of 2017. Um, so basically, yeah, we fly down to Chile and Punta Arenas, and then we hang kind of hang out until we get good weather and we go to Antarctica and then we run a marathon in Antarctica and that'll start the seven days. And then we fly back to Chile, run another marathon, fly to Miami, run a marathon, fly to Madrid, run a marathon, fly to Marrakesh, run a marathon, fly to Dubai, run a marathon, and then run another marathon in Sydney to finish. You said we, who's we? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, there's a, cause it ain't us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there's a group. Um, it's called the world marathon challenge. So there's a group, I think there's going to be about 10, 
10 to 15 athletes is what it usually looks like. It's it's really expensive. So it's like about... Yeah, dude, uh, it must be crazy expensive. It's like about a $50,000 thing. So I'm still Ooh. looking for sponsors. Yes. Anyone out there uh, that wants to sponsor, I, I, I'm looking for... Um, funding for it but like um it's going to be really interesting i think the one big thing uh and it's going to make it it's covered by like bbc espn nbc i think it'll be interesting because ryan hall is also going to be running so the guy we were talking about during the olympic trials that actually won and passed me in 2007 um He's retired from running now, so he's well. He does selfie uh, pictures after working with out his in the gym. gym yeah. yeah, in the gym. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but he's so uh, you're gonna crush him. Nah, I don't. <laughs> I I think it's gonna be a really f- interesting race because uh, he's so much faster than me. Right. Um, I mean, he's the American record holder no, in the no marathon. Doubt. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting. I saw him in New York City, and he did look buff for sure. Um, but it'll be cool to see like if somebody that can do these ultra distances and has uh, experience with stage racing and traveling and, you know, dealing with the jet lag and whatnot can, can, I think you've got an advantage. Yeah. Even though he's, is this a competition? Is, is this going to be, do we have to lift too? You mean, or what? (laughs) Like, cause I'm going to lose that. I think like, are these seven individual races or is this total total time over the seven races? Kind of like the other race. Yeah, so it's an average time over all seven races to set a world record, but then also you can like you could win the the individual races too. So like but I think the 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 biggest goal that I want to try to do is set that the combined time for all seven. Uh and for me like that'll be a big week. Like I've done some big weeks, but I think it'll actually probably be one of the biggest weeks I've done. I think it's around 183 miles or something. Wow. So it'll be pretty pretty amazing. And what costume will you be wearing? <laughs> Dude, that's actually funny. I was thinking, like, I should maybe, like, because you could set, if you thought about it, you could actually set seven different world records <laughs> while you're doing it. Um, maybe even eight if you bring a baby stroller. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually clever, yeah. Or I'll fly James out. You can put. Uh, can he put a three month? He'll be. Uh, he'll be about six months by then. Six months yeah. would work. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's you can, responsible you can, to to do that. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. Well, sure, no, we can do it in psyched. Miami. <laughs> yeah, Miami. We'll just fly yeah, there down you there. go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is Zika still a thing? Is that still happening? Is that down in Miami? Your kid's already born. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, you're all right. you're probably you, good. I'll see you in January in Miami. Yeah, Sounds that would good. be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I mean, we we could go on about a a, a, a number of races because you are always racing. Uh, really great to sit down with you. Where where can we find you? Like on on social media? Yeah, totally. Tw- Twitter, Instagram. What what? Uh, yeah, I'm on all the platforms. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, at Mike Wardian for Twitter and for Instagram. It's at Mike Wardian. Also, I don't do a lot of Snapchatting, but it's at Mike Wardian there. And then it's uh, Michael Wardian. I have like an athlete page. Unfortunately, my regular person Face- page Facebook. is full, but yeah. yeah, you can, you can go onto Facebook and just type in Michael Wardian and there's like a, like an athlete page mm-hmm. and you can just like it. And I post stuff on there. And, um, and then I also have a website, uh, Mike, michael or mikewardian.com so you can just check that out and um yeah i look forward to seeing you guys again thanks for having me on man it was super fun no i we we went a little long and thank you for changing the time um of course a couple couple different times and uh no great great to have you on we'll have to do it again soon yeah 
Uh, so thanks. There, it's it's Michael Wardian, professional runner, Arlingtonian, and multiple world record holder, joining us here on Pace the Nation. Mike, really appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Talk to you guys soon. All right, see there, you out there. There he goes. It's Michael Wardian, professional runner. This is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Michael Wardian for joining us here. Proud Arlingtonian Michael Wardian for joining us here on Pace the Nation. Uh, a lot to we lot to that that we covered there, and we didn't even cover maybe one thing that I, I wanted to mention was that he has a dog that he runs with. Uh, what a, kind of dog? A Vishla. Oh His yeah. Vishla mm-hmm. Rosie, uh, very similar to German Short Hair Pointer. So uh, he and I went for a run this morning with the dogs. We did not, uh, mm-hmm. although he said he, he could run with his dog off-leash over the Potomac Heritage Trail. Mm-hmm. Any chance you could run with Luigi off-leash? I have, yeah. You have? Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just I just can't see. So Where? Like on the New Jersey trails? Yeah, I ran with him in New Jersey, but I've taken him on the Potomac Heritage. We didn't run on the Potomac okay. Heritage. We just walked, but he was off-leash. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's definitely hard to run. Mike runs there a decent amount. It's, it's a pretty aggressive trail, uh, but I would bet dogs would dogs like luigi and rosie and london would love it london off leash yeah not a <laughs> goodbye good yeah goodbye is what right. a gps tracker on <laughs> yeah, her i know yeah that would be she would be i've seen her off leash in the dog park yes yes and you just she's just london gone. loves docks it and is true. jumps <laughs> up on i mean there's been times where london and luigi have met for uh dates at the dog park uh not recently not recently, no. Well, London has this little issue right now that she can't go to the dog park. But but in the past, and London will jump up on docks and is a little crazy. And sometimes I think that she is a flight risk. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, her on the Heritage Trail right now. Maybe we can Maybe we can coach her up, but not right now. All right. So we'll have to bring Mike back on for important topics like dog topics. I know our audience loves uh, to talk about uh, dogs, and and if and if it happens to relate to running, yeah, you know, bonus. That, that that that's all the better. All right. So we mentioned at the top of the show that we weren't going to talk about New York anymore, but we did want to peel back the layer of the onion a little bit one more time. Well, just one layer of the one onion. layer. Yeah. Of a New York story. And mm-hmm. Docs, we'll we'll um we'll have you start with the well, story. I, I, and have I can Joanna set it up in. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know this. This may be a bit of repeat information, but mm-hmm. uh, we went up to New York for the marathon. The two of you ran, and Farley, you actually uh, reconnected with an old training buddy. Yep. Uh, your Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder, who you know the the guy who <laughs> Jiminy Cricket, um, who the lemonade story. Yes, if people remember that. This is the guy, and you guys actually ran most of the marathon we together. Did. Yep. Uh, and I I even saw you on uh, First Avenue, mm-hmm. and then I ran up to the finish line. So I knew you guys were coming in, and I met up with with Joanna's parents at the finish line, and they cheered for Farley when he came across, and I was like, well, here comes my friend Tom, who who we went to college with. And they were a bit disinterested, right. as, as you would suspect. Like, like who cares about our old college yeah. buddy? Kai um, Shy, they, they're over Kai Shy. They yeah. listen to the show. Yeah. yeah, so so he goes by, he runs by, and I cheer him on. And then Joanna comes in, and they're back to cheering and taking video. Uh, and then, of course, we um, the whole 
hours that it took for us to reconnect with you at the hotel uh, because you had a different journey to get back to the hotel and you went with Tom. Right. And then uh, we we had drinks with uh, the Russos after the race at the hotel bar mm-hmm. and and they were you know they had to work the next day they had to get out of the city and we're like hey we're gonna go meet our buddy tom our college friend who you didn't cheer for today uh <laughs> over at this other bar on the east side would you guys like to join us and they said no we've had our fill of kai shy right uh, we're basically. getting out of here uh joanna will talk later about the company you keep i think it was <laughs> yeah. not quite like that but uh probably um, i think that's accurate yeah yeah so so we go there, we hang out with Tom and, and Julia shows up as Loyal well. Loyal listener Julia was there, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So so we're all hanging out, we're 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 having a good time, whatever time, and then Tom goes back. Next day we record the show and as a joke, because you keep saying his first and last name, I'm like, <laughs> let's protect his anonymity. Yes. So so then as we're recording, like we say his first and last name multiple times. Right. Right? So and then Joanna goes off on her vacation, uh, and we post the show the show goes out the second version mm-hmm. and she's she's on vacation with her with her uh grandmother's house with her parents and just listened to the show um after it posted with everybody else that was a good recollection of it you, yeah. you should you should host this the show more than <laughs> i do that was very well done doc so i think that yeah. sets the sets the stage and people yeah. are, who are listening are wondering well, why are we talking what's the so point much? of this yeah, what's, what's the, the point? point of this so People were thinking, like, what, what, what is the point? Good qu- what is the point? Okay, so, so now Joanna's down in Florida. Right. Right, and we're, like, four days removed from being in New York. And she sends this text message that says, hey, where is your friend Tom from? Yes. It's like, all right, Joanna, he's married. He's got a kid <laughs> on the way. We talked about this. Second kid on uh, the way, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, come on, Joanna. So, so tell her, like... Okay. That's a funny response. I didn't actually <laughs> think that. I know you didn't either, but that's a funny way. But yeah, when you when you take the whole context out of it, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. uh, that is weird. Okay. Um, anyways. No, so, so write her back and we're like, like, because I, I was actually thinking, I was like wondering like, what, where did he go to high school? Right. Or like, what is his family's background? Like, do I have to go on Ancestry.com <laughs> and figure out like what ship his, his family sailed right. over from, you know? So I, I tell her where she's from high school and... She has a response that floors us. Yeah. So your response was? I think we're related. And I thought that was a, to- I mean, I th- think she was, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I, and I'm not like, when she said that, I didn't know where she was going with this. And also I thought, all right, well, there was a time when I went to the restroom and Farley was at the bar. Did they come up with an <laughs> elaborate ruse? Like, and I thought she was text. She had mistext us, and she was talking to someone, another friend, on right. another text thread. Yes, because you ignored it for a while. Right, I totally <laughs> did. So, um, so th- Tom's last name uh, is somewhat unique. It sounds common, but it's somewhat unique. Uh, so, my parents are standing in the room with me, and uh, my mom's like, "Okay, well, uh, a- ask where, ask if his." what like if his dad's a fireman mm-hmm. so then i'm like okay and they have do they have an inkling i mean obviously they have an inkling at this point or yeah. they, was this a total shot in oh the no dark? no my mom was totally convinced okay she was convinced my at mom that point. my okay. mom starts my mom's like describe him describe him so i start describing tom and my mom's like you you are related you are related to him so then my mom keeps giving me questions to ask Farley and yeah, Docs yeah. that are very specific about where he's from, what his sister's name is, what his mom's name is, what his uh-huh. dad does yeah. for a living. Yeah. 
Well, she let so so I say she's like, where is he from? And I say where he went to high school. She writes back, says, I think we're related. Is his dad a fireman? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, his dad is a fireman. I think you you are related, or you guys got a lot of information in that short time when we left <laughs> right. you alone. I right. didn't even think about that. That would have been such a great prank. Oh yeah. my gosh, it would have. Yes. <laughs> so literally, Joanna. I mean, just just rewind for a second here, Joanna and Tom. And, and and us and, and Julia are sitting at this bar. I don't think you'd met him before. Uh, well, not as an adult. Not as an adult, right. Yeah. So Tom Good says, point. hey, nice to meet you. So cool to meet a celebrity, basically, <laughs> yeah. is what he, what he said. Yeah. So we sat and have a couple drinks at the bar. Have a good time. You we were there for hours. We had dinner. We had dinner. We yeah. talked yeah. about the race, talked about running, talked about whatever, life or whatever. This is... This is uh, one of me and Farley's best friends from college. Totally, Farley yeah. and this guy uh, trained for like ten years out of college, college. in DC with Coach Matt Centrowitz. Yep, we know this guy so well. He shaped my moral, yeah, <laughs> beliefs and being. And, and and don't criticize him for that. The mold was very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> you know, he did a really good right, job right. given what, what he, he was handed. Right, yes, right, right. Yeah. So your mom was convinced. So your mom feeds you these questions yep. and you're asking us this specific stuff. And I'm, I'm like, is this a joke? <laughs> like, are you, are you, are you, yeah. are you, you kidding me? So what is the actual relationship? So, um, Tom's father is my father's uncle. Okay. So Tom, slow so, down, slow down. So Tom's so my, father, my, my grandmother was Tom's father. No, that's definitely not true. No, no. Was wait no, my <laughs> grandmother was big sister to Tom's father. Yes. Okay. Wow. So my dad and Tom are cousins. Yes. First cousins. First, First cousins. cousins. That is ridiculous. Because Tom's dad is my dad's uncle. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so you 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 went out and and ate dinner and had some drinks unbeknownst to you. That's your second cousin. Yes. That's your dad's cousin. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, in hindsight, it makes sense. Well, I did really enjoy his company, and I don't often enjoy people's <laughs> company. So. It's very true. That's yeah, very but true. he also, I, I think one of the things you enjoyed the most was how much he was uh, belittling me and Farley. Yeah, that, that, that is also an attractive quality about him. Yeah. Uh, for someone who does a weekly podcast with us, too, I, I, I'm sure that was good. Uh yeah, no, I actually thought uh, afterwards, I'm thinking of all our friends, no offense to uh, the other guy. Well, they don't even listen. They used to. <laughs> they used to. Um, all our friends, I'm like, actually, that actually makes sense because you guys are like good people. Not all of our friends are like. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tongue in cheek there. But yeah, I think you're about to say stuff that's yeah. going to lose us some listeners. Yeah. But th it's amazing. So you did allude to this. Y you actually have mm -hmm. gone to, I guess, your grandmother's house or, mm -hmm. or family. My events. grandmother's house. Yeah. yeah. Which which Tom also said. So so at this point, like Joanna's texting us this and you're like asking these questions. Now, all of a sudden, me and Farley. So I got two different uh, text message threads at the same time. Yeah. Like, McCarney. Joanna says that she's related to you. Her dad is Peter Russo. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know him? He's and McCartney's like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> he was going nuts. Yeah. yeah. So it's like both of you guys like like two different text messages. Like Joanna said this. Tom said this. Joanna said this. Tom said this. Yeah. 
very cool for Docs and I. I don't know if the ca- listeners care about this at all, but this was really like the highlight of my. Uh, this is an week. amazing coincidence. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is an amazing coincidence. It was. So, congrats. Well, my yeah. my grandmother uh, used to have. They had a really nice yard with a pool and a hot tub and a slide and a diving board and a bar and an inside wow. bar and an inside hot tub. And my grandfather was a really great gardener, so the yard was really pretty. And all summer they would just have these huge parties. And I used to go when I was a kid, but I didn't know most of the adults there. And I would just hang out with my second cousin Megan the whole time. Um, and I'm sure she knew who Tom was cause she lived in New York, but since I didn't live there, I'm like, Oh, there's like all these crazy adults. I don't know who they are. So I'm sure that at some point when I was a kid, I very much annoyed Tom by doing something very childish. Cause that's what Megan and I mostly did. Right. Yeah. And he's, you know, I don't, you know, we don't need to say what age is, but yeah, he was older than you. So yeah, yeah but could, not that much. He no, wasn't no, an not, adult when yeah, she's no, a kid. That's true. Yeah. That, no, that, that is, that is true. Um, well, congratulations. You're related to our buddy. <laughs> that is big news. That is yeah, really I, big you. news. I understand uh, you're excited. Your mom's excited as well. Yeah, my mom um, now feels like she's a part of the Kai Shai family as well. <laughs> Welcome, Suzanne, to the Kai Shai family. That is, uh, that is quite an honor to be uh, part of the Kai Shai family. But this is, this is also amazing because uh, Joanna also swam for Shai mm-hmm. as a kid. It's true. So her... Kai Shai connections are mind blowing. We sh- we could have seen this coming. We should have predicted this. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't predict that she was related <laughs> to our good friend Tom McCarney. Know, Maybe this has just been a long con. Yeah, a long con. Farley <laughs> doesn't know what back. that means. <laughs> <Good call back. laughs> oh man, this is Pace the Nation. Of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers running is for every run. And also, if you're uh, one of the McCarney or Russo relatives up in New Jersey or New York, you can check out our store up there at Seven Palmer Square in Princeton as well. I actually thought about this just wondering what are the coincidences. But I, I, I kind of wondered about this because uh, like, that was one that I saw. But what – like. When you die and, and, and you go to heaven and they say, okay, well, what do you want to know? I want to know all the coincidences that I oh wasn't aware God. of. You're going to waste time on that? You have eternity. All right. I, I guess. What, do you get one question? Like, what do you, like, okay, I, I'm, I'm excited to know what you would like to know. So here's, here's an example. Mm-hmm. In 2002, I went to a soccer game in Foxborough and... It was USA versus Jamaica. It was a World Cup qualifier, Joe Max Moore's last game. Mm-hmm. And so I went with my brother-in-law and another guy from work and, you know, we whatever, we had a good time. And then we go to the World Cup with my friends in 2006 and CT McGee, loyal listener, says, um, I've only been to one soccer game in my life. I went to a Foxborough game in 2002. It was some guy's last game. And I was like, this you is one of my there. college teammates uh, and we're both like for some reason up in Boston at the same That's time. Funny. And I have another friend who was at that game as well. How None of us knew that we were that we were all at the same game. We we're sitting in different sections. So how many of your uh, like college friends do you think are in the background of your pictures at Disney World? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Do you have one of those? 
No, but I just it just seems like perhaps yeah. that's something yeah, it's that happened. You'll oh, by the out. way, uh, anybody who who uh, went to the Smithsonian in, in the 1990s, me and my friends used to jump into the back of pictures. So go through your old uh, school yeah, trip if you pictures. See docs. Yeah, you may see a picture of of a very young uh docs with a full head of hair Tweet, tweeted at pace yeah. nation you will win the tweet of the week for sure <laughs> when i uh when i moved to ireland after college i was walking around and i ran into my high school cross-country coach yes that see that's exactly I, the the kind of thing life is random mr corcoran it, yeah, yeah yeah your coach mr um that's the kind of thing, but that's the that's the kind of thing that you you recognize. Yeah, we've literally been doing a podcast with you for a year and a half. Yeah, and we didn't know this this coincidence. So, like, what else out there? So it's that's what I'm saying is like, what other mysteries? What other coincidences that we don't discover? Because this this really is came this, very is, close to not being discovered. Is this the next research topic for Farley? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put it on our listeners. Our listeners, tweet tweet us. Tell us some some crazy stories like that, um, and if you can can connect any of us to any of you or anybody else out there, or or somebody be, famous, somebody famous, I'd be yeah. interested in that too. All right, sorry guys, I know I got you here early, but we got to wrap. I got to wrap this up because I got a plane to catch. Oh, uh, so are you on the same plane as Julie, or does your plane <laughs> fly behind her plane? <laughs> same same plane, different different seats. We're going to try to finagle our seats together. Oh man, this could be a nightmare. Did you? Uh, inspect the bathroom situation on the planes <laughs> yeah no, I did not did you check the app i don't know i'll have a full report next week though thanks those are great questions all right great show guys first off thanks to my co-hosts for making this happen sucking up to you guys if you think that uh thanking us and apologizing to us on the show gets you out of the doghouse you're wrong <laughs> i know i'm wrong um well thanks it's a to good you. start <laughs> thanks to you guys thanks to our guests mike wardian uh, you can find him on Twitter at Mike Wardian. Uh, fun sit down with him. We'll have to get him in on the show again sometime soon. Thanks to our uh, intern Kelly Grant, and thanks to you, the listener. Keep spreading the good word. We're 81 episodes in, and we keep doing it because of you. So keep spreading the good word about Pace Nation. All right, for Wavy Docs and Joanna Iruso, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next week. I had no idea about this Elvis guy. <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs>
Or I might say that on the show. I mean, who knew this guy was... I mean, I knew he was popular, but Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you think people are dressing up like Elvis still for? Because, because he wasn't big? <laughs> All right, start the show. Let's go. Joanna, this is like you and I have a child. And, uh, like, we're seeing him discover... <laughs> Uh, things you know, it's like very proud Dude, to the, be like. The thing is, is I just put myself out there. I think everybody has these little moments, but people are too embarrassed to admit them. I'm not embarrassed to admit them. No, I talked about the left and right last week. You uh, did. That's true. That's true. I just have less revelations, and and like some <laughs> of these things, you you would have expected you to know, but I think like like for you to because let's say like this, like every every high school boy, James is going to go through a Led Zeppelin phase. And you're going to be completely clueless. You're going to have to call me up uh, to talk about this. But like it's you, true. you, you go like all these kids like like they get to high school and they're like, oh my god, Led Zeppelin's great. And you're like, you know, Led Zeppelin broke up uh, in 1980. You know, like, um, but this is like like you, you're discovering Elvis. And usually you don't expect a 40-year-old <laughs> to make these discoveries. You make them earlier in life where you're like, oh, my gosh, this happens. You're I like, think there's a lot of people who make discoveries who just don't admit it, though. But, yeah. You're no, probably. definitely they do. Yeah. Like, like definitely people do. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, like Joanne and I have a child uh, who's, who's, who's coming into the, to the, to the living room and being like, do you guys know who Elvis Presley is? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like smiling yeah. and nodding politely. Oh, good. And what else did you find out about him? And then when he leaves, I say, he gets this from your side of the family. <laughs> Here, here's, here's another thing. We, we have a picture of Tom in the studio right behind Joanna. Right. And there's a picture in my kitchen yep. of Tom as well. It's, it's amazing that, that every day she sits in front of this picture. And actually, she didn't want this picture hanging up in her store. Little, little did she know when she took it down in her store that uh, there she was, was a Russo there. sliding a uh, relative. Yeah. Huh. How about that? Yeah, how about, how about <laughs> that? How about that? And you know the the one in my kitchen too, right? Tom's in that picture. Um, well, to be fair, I didn't know what he looked like. Right, right. I mean, you, you, you've you seen him. I know, but it should have been ago. like looking in a mirror. We don't look anything alike. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I don't know. 